Hello, everybody. Welcome to Health Chatter. Today's great episode is on spirituality, which is a very, very interesting subject for sure. Uh, we've got a great guest with us, Dr. Uh, Rabbi Matt Goldberg, and I'll get to him in, in, in a second. We've got great background researchers that really make our all our shows just super, super successful. Maddie Levine-Wolf, Aaron Collins, Deandra Howard do our background research, along with Sheridan Nygaard, who does research and our marketing. And then Matthew Campbell is our production guru, gets all the logistics out to make sure that our shows get out to you, the listening audience. So thank you to you guys. You're second to none. And then, of course, my partner in crime here is Clarence Jones. Unfortunately, Clarence could not be with us today because, ironically, he's dealing, he's speaking at a conference on aging, which when he told me that, he was chuckling in the background. He said, why would they contact me about aging? And I said, Clarence, you're aging. <laughs> so anyway, but he sent me some questions that I'll be able to, to pose in, in a few moments. So thank you to all of you. Our sponsor for this, for our great Health Chatter podcast is Human Partnership, which is a community health organization that provides great community health uh, resources and programs. There's, they're also second to none. We highly recommend you check out their website at humanpartnership.org. Also, you can check out our website at healthchatterpodcast.com. So with that, we're going to get into a subject that actually I've been really thinking a lot about, um, frankly, for quite a while now as it relates to health. As everybody might know, we've done a variety of different topics in in health, um, social related health topics, uh, chronic disease, uh, infectious disease, etc. And um, you know, I've been struck by the idea of um, spirituality, and so we've invited my great rabbi from uh, Bethel Synagogue in St. Louis Park, Minnesota, but the, uh, Rabbi Matt Goldberg graduated from Hebrew College and was ordained as a rabbi and a cantor, both. So he can he can speak and sing, imagine that. Uh, and he came to uh, Bethel just recently this summer, so it, it's great to have you. Uh, he was originally from Vancouver, British Columbia, Received his BA in English and a minor in American history. He's done inch internships in uh, in Boston and Toronto, and has done work in chaplaincy, which I think is an important topic for, as it relates to to spirituality. And just really a, a wonderful man, and I and I really appreciate having you on our show. So thanks for being with us, Matt. Thank you. So let's get this this thing going here. Um, how so? You know, there's kind of this. I don't know if it's angst, but there's kind of, or a connection or what have you between spirituality on one hand and religious mm. on on the other. Okay. Now I I could speak for myself. I, you know, I'm I'm a religious Jew. I mean, I practice Judaism, and um, and on the other hand, I'm spiritual. So mm. it's kind of like I have these two facets right. as as a human being. And so I'm wondering if you might be able to to respond to that. Yeah, yeah. I think it. I think it's a great question, and I'll say, um, I, it's a question that I would love for us to talk more about, um, you know, in synagogue, for example, I can't speak much to other places of worship, but I would love for us to talk more about spirituality, both as a people and also our individual spirituality in the synagogue. Um, and I don't think that they're exactly the same. I think that they yeah. are deeply related. They're deeply connected. Um, I wonder if perhaps religion is, is, 
the most common or perhaps easiest way to access spirituality. So I think a person can have a, a relationship with divinity, you know, on their own can, can, I like the language of, of seeking, you know, I can be a seeker um, asking big questions about the, the in touchness or interconnectedness of the world. And that's kind of how I see spirituality and someone can do that, that seeking on their own. Um, and I think that religion helps with that offering a framework and a safe community to ask those questions. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because, you know, when I think about, you know, spirituality, you know, um, I've, I've talked about this before. I get, you know, I take my dog for, you know, Murphy for a, for a hike, many hikes mm -hmm. and, you know, and we go to these, I might, I could almost dub them as kind of spiritual places. Okay. When we go to our hikes, just we're on our own and we're out in, in nature and both of us will kind of like, you know, sit on a bench or on a tree log or something and just take it in. Right. Just, mm. just take it in. And, and, and to me, that's a, a spiritual mm -hmm. angle, I guess, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It's beautiful. And, and they can exist. Um, I think that they help each other, spirituality and religion, but, but either one can exist. A person can be spiritual. I have um, uh, congregants, community members, students who say they're spiritual, but not religious. And I think uh, the other can exist as well. You know, we could do a whole a, a different podcast perhaps on on Judaism specifically and how there are cultural Jews or or you know uh, people who who you know celebrate the holidays but maybe don't do the prayer and don't do the the theology or the 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 divinity and the spirituality so they can exist you know I digress a little bit they can exist separately but I I, I think that each is bolstered and made even more meaningful with the other yeah, so they kind of complement each other. Exactly. Um, so I wonder if, you know, I wonder if a person is first spiritual, mm. first spiritual, and then maybe embraces religion as part of that spirituality. I don't know, or or maybe the other way around. Maybe it's. I like it's, that. I I I I think that's a really interesting idea. My understanding of or experience of spirituality is a lot more. Um, based on connection to the world around me. And so it's, uh, whereas my religious practice was largely learned um, yeah. about the holidays, about the liturgy, um, et cetera. And so I, I hadn't thought much about that until you just said it, but I love that idea that there's almost like innate uh, spirituality within us um, uh, that we can work to access and we can work to deepen and we can work to um, be able to express, but but there's just uh, opportunity or potential for spirituality just in in the fact that we're alive. Yeah. So you know, to, to a certain extent, I wonder if we're born with spirituality, a sense of of appreciation of things around us, taking in a, bre a breath of fresh air. Um, those types of things, I think, you know, are kind of innate. Mm -hmm. um, and and we we embrace that we embrace that and then religion perhaps complements it for some you know yeah. or, or brings it to a different level or a different angle of it right. you know per se and i think um that that perhaps the the best thing religion does is offer a space to talk about spirituality because it's one yeah. um to experience you know whatever we're thinking of when we say spirituality but to be able to uh, express it and, um, you know, uh, talk to someone else about it, whether it's a rabbi or someone, you know, someone sitting next to you in, in, in you know, synagogue or, or whatever place of worship. I think that um, the opportunity to, to practice expressing, oh, this was meaningful to me, oh, this didn't do anything for me, um, is how we can expand or, or grow our, our spiritual connection. Yeah. All right. So this is health chatter. Right. Okay, so you know one of the things that that has has struck me, um, you know, I volunteer at at Methodist Hospital in St. Louis Park here, and we and you know I see patients who are just come out of surgery, and inevitably, just about every time I go, there's some kind of a um, a spiritual mm -hmm. aspect 
mm-hmm. to their um, their experience mm-hmm. that they're going through, you know, the surgery that they've come out of. Mm-hmm. Um, there's kind of a spiritual aspect to their recovery. Mm-hmm. And for some, there's a religious connection as well. You know, it's just like, you know, I've seen, you know, patients that, you know, literally pray that, you know, they get better and get better soon. Or um, people that are are visiting will will mention that this person that's in the hospital they're praying for. Okay. And and for some odd reason, I I sense that that's part of the health of it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I think I think you're right. I've seen that both in in congregants and community members who have gone to visit, you know, uh, yeah. connected to this job. And also when I was, I did a, a, a chaplaincy internship, I guess uh, it could be called in, in Chicago as part of my schooling, my rabbinical mm-hmm. uh, educate rabbinic education. Um, and that was when I was, you know, every day going in and, and seeing not only Jewish patients and their families, but people of, of any or all faiths, uh, some who had requested a chaplain others others who had not just kind of doing rounds and and checking in with them the first thing that i that i just you know want to make clear um I, I guess for my own uh you know what have you being on on this podcast is that spirituality and prayer is not a substitute for you know doctors and medical care correct and, correct uh, you know i i think that there are people out there who perhaps you know I get that confused uh but i think that they work together and it's important mm-hmm. to say that that's you know just before we go further that's that's you know my belief and um and we we certainly can't uh substitute prayer or or religion or what have you for real medicine and 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 doctors and care teams and hospitals um that said I agree with you that I've seen spirituality religion prayer be a big big part of um, of people's time in hospitals or or going through medical uh, treatment, whether it's it's surgery or or something else, and you know I, I I think that that there could be any number of reasons for that. I think a big one is that that there's something that spirituality does to uh, fight against isolation, um, mm. and 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 in that you know kind of build build community and and bring people together. When I was working in uh, in the hospital doing chaplaincy, we would ask people, uh, you know, tell us about your, tell me about your support system. What support system do you have? And often that was friends or family who were who were coming to visit, and often it was uh, God or the religious their religious community or their prayer practice. Um, and I think that there's there's something important about particularly in this vulnerable. Uh, uh, moment in their lives you know in the hospital or or whatever it might be going through an illness um they can feel very isolating and i wonder if spirituality if prayer can can fight against that can give um a sense of oh i'm in this fight with someone or i i have a, con- a community and a connection um that i may not be able to see in the room with me but i know it's there yeah you know um I I believe um, that spirituality, for sure, has a calming mm-hmm. effect, mm-hmm. and um, and you know it's just like in the hustle bustle that we all are dealing with, or the or the angst that we're dealing with, or or the oh my god, the many things that are going on around us. Mm-hmm. Um, spirituality gives us that that moment where we we could truly just calm down take a deep breath and and perhaps from a health perspective um give us a different view of of what's going on that might be healthier and help us to get through things differently um and i and i think I, I don't know, maybe there's research on this, that I think, you know, chaplaincy has a, has a component of that. Um, you know, for a moment, 
um, you know, I've seen chaplains come in after someone's had, you know, knee surgery. And um, I, I really do sense that it helps them to forget what they're going through for, for even if it's a moment. Right. You know, and you know something? That to me is not bad medicine. Yeah, certainly. It's, you know, related, related to, to what you were saying, you know, also a moment ago, there's um, having someone to talk to someone to again, pray with or sing with, I keep coming back to prayer and music, because those are um, big parts of my own spirituality and spiritual practice. But um, uh, I think it can just be a distraction and and help put put people even just in a better mood, which you know, if they're more willing, uh, you know, I don't know if it's giving them a positive outlook or or just being calmer, but then it can help them be more ready to listen to to the rest of the care team, uh, more ready to receive um, receive whatever care that they need. And and it's all it's all related. I think that it's important to to see chaplains as a part of the care team. Yeah. Um, uh, which doesn't doesn't always happen, but but uh, my experience was very positive in the hospital I worked in, uh, in that way. Um, you know, I've seen chaplains help people by getting them just to laugh. Mm-hmm. Right. And, right. And how many of us have said from time to time that you know laughter is a great right. a great medicine, right. and it really right. is. It makes you feel good. You know, it is. and to have people dedicated you know, in, in the, the hospital, uh, um, environment who are, uh, don't have 5 million other things to, to be worrying about and keeping in mind, um, uh, because doctors and nurses and, and everyone, you know, have so much going on and are, are of course great at what they do and are so busy and to have chaplains who are, uh, dedicated to this particular, you know, coming in, talking, laughing, singing, um, sitting with people in whatever they're feeling, yeah, um, um, is a is a great thing. And you know, it also takes your mind off of something too. It's just like, yeah. you know, I've had I've had discussions with patients on what their favorite food is. Hmm. You know, because I'm telling them what they should eat. You know, sure. going forward, and right. they say, "Well, that's not on my favorite list of things to eat." But let's, t- <laughs> and then we go off on this tangent. Yeah, and it really, it's kind of nice because. It takes the focus away from, frankly, the pain that they're having at the time. Exactly. exactly. You know, so I learned a lot, a lot about people, about their their backgrounds, about oh, you know what their uh, parent always used to say or do, and it just comes back to this uh, reminder that they're not alone. I think is really, yeah, yeah. really the most important. So, um, you know, I know that we're 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 kind of connecting spirituality and religious aspects of 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 all of this, and I think that they're they're interconnected and complementary. Like like we said, um, I want to bring up something that just happened this week, and you'll you'll appreciate this. So, um, Rabbi Goldberg was officiating at a um, a funeral of a of a friend of mine on on Monday, and. Um, and I would, you know, I was there, and um, this person who passed away was 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 a very good dear friend who I've known for a long, long time. And um, as we in in Judaism are are coming into Hanukkah, okay, which is starting tomorrow night, right? Which, when everybody in the listening audience hears this. Hanukkah will probably be over, but that's okay. You'll still get the drift of our conversation here. So you mentioned something that really just hit me. Um, He, you said that this person who passed away was like a shamash. Okay. And, and for those in the listening audience, when you light a menorah for, for Hanukkah, there's one candle, there's eight candles, but then there's the ninth of what's called the shamash, which in English, I think means the attendant or the helper or what have you. That is used to light the other candles. Okay, you can't light just the candles. You have to use this shamash, the attendant, to do that. And you mentioned in um, in your eulogy that you know, our, my friend was like that. Mm-hmm. Um, he he kind of lit other people up. 
And you know that moment in your in your eulogy was um, you know put aside the religious aspect of it, but visually, visually that became really spiritual for me, really spiritual. That here's an individual that lit up the lives of many many people throughout his life. And so there can be moments, I think, moments where you just hear something, you know, like I did when you you presented this, um, that can do it for you as well. Do you do you sense that or hear that from other people, or is it just me? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I I wouldn't tell you if it was just you, but no, that's um um I, I think you're I think you're absolutely right, which gets at in some ways the beauty of spirituality and and in other ways the um maybe the challenge is that we we don't always know what what will what will do it, what will bring that connection and that meaning. Um, you know, you mentioned earlier about uh, uh, walking in nature and and you know some people, um, know that oh when I'm when I'm just with nobody else and I'm just among the trees or I'm I see a, a, a beautiful sunrise or a great something in nature I know that nature brings me deep spirituality or if I hear beautiful music I know that that music really makes me feel but often often we we don't know it's it's yeah elusive maybe I don't know if that's quite the right word but but there's beauty in that there's beauty in the fact that it's not um predictable all the time that we can be moved by by the words of of someone at a funeral by a particular memory um or by by a, an experience going about our day and so yeah. I, it's not it's certainly not just you and and I don't know why that is that some some parts of spirituality again are are predictable and and we we know that this is meaningful for us and and other times you know we we don't see it coming yeah, but I, I, all I can say is thank you for that because it was it was really, for me it was special, spiritual. Okay, I, I now there are other things that that can get us going. You were talking about lights, mm. uh, you know, you you go in the neighborhoods now and you see holiday lights, Christmas lights, and you know what that makes us happy. Mm -hmm. You know, happiness is kind of. I think part of you know the spiritual aspects of it all. You know, it's just like it's kind of better than darkness. I mean, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I love, 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 love the driving around this this time of year and seeing the lights. It's it's a it's a shame it's not a tradition that the Jewish people picked up on because I just I it makes me really happy. I love this. Yeah, time of year. yeah, it's um, great. And you're right. You're right about the light. I think. As you were talking about, you know, referencing um, uh, the eulogy and, and the shamash, um, it got me thinking about how there's something to this idea that I think I maybe said at the beginning when when we started that that a lot of my own spirituality and spiritual connection comes from being with people, being in community, and I think that there's something about, you know when we offer light, when we, when we, you know, opt into community, we don't lose the light that we have, you know, like a shamash on a, on a menorah or a Hanukkah, uh, we can offer light and we are not diminished. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that that's uh, one of the, I don't know. I love that about being together with people that we can, you know, I can offer you something, whether again, it's song or words, or, you know, let's go for a walk and see the lights or, or whatever else it is. And we can both then find spirituality and I don't sacrifice my own by, by offering it to the community. Yeah. So um, another thing I want to talk about is, you know, we, we've kind of talked or focused on perhaps personal spirituality, mm -hmm. but I think there's also um, communal spirituality. Certainly. Okay. Um, and, and for, for, for instance, I, I remember distinctly when um, when President Kennedy was assassinated. Um, I remember my parents saying to me that 
okay, there's something that we, you know, as a family can do to feel better. Okay, in this situation where there's this badness that that hit us all. And what did we do? We we went to the synagogue. There are a lot of people that went to churches or um, or where, wherever where together we we felt um oh, I don't know what the word is, maybe more cocooned, hmm. more helped. Um where you sense as though you know spiritually um together is better than than alone mm. okay mm. so for instance i don't think walking murphy on a, if that had happened back then uh, going in, in in you know on a hike would have done that for me but being together with other people did so do you ever have that sense of communal spirituality no matter where it might be? Yes, yes. I mean, um, I, I, I don't know if it's, uh, if it's kosher to quote just a little bit of scripture, but two very important uh, verses to me, um, um, from one from the Torah and one from later in the Bible. The first says, um, uh, behold, God was between you and me all along, or God is between you and me forever. That's from... Uh, from Samuel uh, uh, in the Bible, uh, and I take that to mean that 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 God and and I mean again we could do a whole show on what is God, yeah. but uh, but divinity spirituality is found specifically between people, not isolated, not when I remove myself from the community, but specifically when I seek out relationship. Um, and there's a verse we're going to read in the Torah portion coming up in a few weeks here that says. Uh, the Hebrew it starts ve'asuli mikdash ve'shachanti betocham. God is speaking and saying uh, the Israelites should build this this temple, the the Mishkan, uh, a place of of prayer and sacrifice. They will build it, and I will dwell among them, meaning among the people. So again, it's not saying build for me this this temple, and I will dwell there. But God yourself, says, not for you, right. just for yourself. Yeah. Right. Don't I don't build it for yourself. And, and it's not saying God will dwell there in the temple you've built. But but again, God will dwell among the people. So when we uh, embark on a communal activity, whether it is building a physical space or whether it is getting together to process, you know, a terrible, jarring, um, um, you know, tragedy in our country or in our community, that is where we can find um again, connection, where we can find meaning, where mm -hmm. we can perhaps find God, if that's if that's what we're looking for. So I think that not only are you right, but I think that our tradition um, has uh, shown, you know, people have been have been saying that and exploring that for for thousands of years. And, you know, it, it and, and I think that's in all religions. Mm -hmm. I really do. I, I really think there's comfort, mm -hmm. health, if you will, yeah. together. You know, when, when you're sorrowful or um, you all are experiencing together some kind of pain, right. I think we get energy from, from one another in a healthful way, whereby I think after you're together, you feel better as a, I, I just, I just sense that. So um, let's talk about a little bit more on, on, on the health aspect a little bit. Um, you know, when, when you're in a hospital situation, you see um, a lot of, of um, volunteers that help, mm. okay, doing a variety of, of, of different things. One of our, one of the person that we both know, um, he dresses up as a clown. Okay, and and just you know goes to the pediatric units and actually some of the of the adult units as as well. It just wow. clowns around. <laughs> it just makes people laugh. Or um, the connectedness between us with um, animals. We've mm -hmm. had a show uh, before uh, about you know pets, 
And, you know, and, and I see dogs, you know, you know, being walked around, you know, in the hospital and they just make people feel better. There is something um, special about that. There's something special about the connectedness that volunteers help or um, we help one another or animals. So I think communal communal wise mm-hmm. um there are other angles to it you don't have to get together as a, as a whole grouping of people right. you can get together in different in in different ways mm-hmm. all right um you landed up being a rabbi okay and um, you brought up an interesting concept at the, at the front end of this thing, where it's one thing that you know you're innately born with that we alluded to, but then there's something that you learned. Okay, so you learned. I mean, you and 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 so you, I, I think, dealt with the idea of religion on one hand, learning it, and um, combined with, if you will spirituality Mm -hmm. so how how did you find that distinction as you were getting educated or did you just kind of go with the flow (laughs) um it's a it's a good question and um i think that you know i'll start by saying that i'm i'm constantly learning so i'm i'm finished my six years of rabbinical school yeah i learned a lot and i did a lot of homework and wrote a lot of papers and and a lot of reading but i am not finished learning um by any means i had a teacher who thought that rabbinical school should be a 15 or 20 year uh program and so I don't know if he was just trying to get a rise out of us or if he meant it, but it, it worked if that's what he was trying to do. But um, so I, I'm, you know, <laughs> humbly and hopefully still a- answering your question. I'm I'm not totally sure. Mm-hmm. I think that in, you know, reflecting on, on my life up until now, uh, there's been um, both religion and spirituality, uh, sometimes at the same time. Mm-hmm. And, and and sometimes not. Uh, I, I see a lot of my religious practice, whether that's, um, you know, praying, you know, the, the in Jewish tradition, many of us traditionally pray three times a day, or that's in observance of holidays and, and um, um, keeping to the calendar, the, the Hebrew calendar, the religious calendar. Uh, there's religious practice that is not necessarily related to what I consider spirituality, mm-hmm. um, but I'm not. I'm not sure that I that I that that was always the case for me. I think that that the idea of the existence of both religion and spirituality uh, is newer. Is newer. I've spent. Try, I've been trying to spend more time, and and through rabbinical school, tried to spend a lot of time really working on expressing what spirituality and what divinity is, and how I experience. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, divinity Um, and I've come to realize that it's not just it's not simply a part of being Jewish that there's necessarily um, uh, that there's necessarily God um, uh, or there's necessarily spirituality and so I'm not sure if I'm if I'm answering yeah no I I I get that so uh, so Maddie said you know why rabbinical school if that hasn't been asked, and we, I don't think I have, uh, so um, what brought you to it? I guess why rabbinical school? It's it, it's a mix of a mix of a few things, and and I haven't found a way to answer this in any short form. So someone give me a <laughs> give me a cut off or something if I if I start rambling. But um, the first thing is that I'm I'm the product of a um, of a Jewish community. I grew up in Vancouver, BC. Um, and so, uh, you know, I came here as an international student and all of that. And um, I grew up in a in a Jewish community that was very loving, very supportive of me and my learning and my Jewish practice. Um, my rabbi growing up, when I started leading prayer services and found that I loved doing that, he was very uh, giving of of the bima, of the pulpit. He, he let me 
experiment and lead services and try new music and things like that. And so the first thing is credit to my parents for finding a Jewish community to raise me in and, and pushing me to go, even though I wanted to be at soccer practice or hockey practice or whatever it was and, and building a Jewish community around me. So the first part of the answer is that I grew up uh, loving my Jewish life and my Jewish community. So I knew that that, that Judaism and that community was, was going to be important to me, you know, wherever I went. Um, I didn't always know I was going to be a rabbi or that, you know, I wanted to to pursue this, this clergy life. I kind of up and down when I was young, I thought certainly I, I I'm definitely going to do this. The rabbi life is, um, uh, is the life for me. Um, and then I got older and I thought, why would I want to take something I love so much and, and make it a job? Uh, and then I got even a little bit older and I realized ah, I have this opportunity uh, um, you know, to, to make a living and support myself and my family doing something I feel so passionately about. I was, and you didn't, life. and you didn't want to be, you didn't want to go into being a baker. I didn't I know want, you did that. I did. You know what I did, but my plan was to be a baker. So after my first year <laughs> of university, I did a year of university and, and hated it for, for a few reasons. Uh, and so I, I left school. I had found a part-time summer job the year before selling bread in a local bakery um, it turned out I was really good at it. I will say, looking back, it's not that hard to sell delicious bread and, and cinnamon buns. But <laughs> I thought, like, I thought I was, you know, God's gift to uh, to yeah. the bakery business. And I ended up, <laughs> I was telling my boss at the bakery, "Oh, I'm not going to go back to school. I don't think." Um, and uh, and he said, "Well, you know, come work here full time." Um, and so I, uh, so I did, and I ended up going back to school. I'm totally going on a tangent. The point is, I went back to school. I ended up going to a different university. And while I was there, I got re-involved in the Jewish community, um, not only as a participant, but also as a leader. And this was one of the first opportunities I had had to not only do Jewish practice, but to facilitate it for others. I was living in Halifax, Nova Scotia, um, on the east coast of Canada, where there wasn't a there. There's certainly a Jewish community, but not, um, you know, it's no what whatever it's it's a yeah, beautiful yeah, community, yeah. but kosher food isn't so readily available etc i had the opportunity a few times um to facilitate and make accessible jewish practice and jewish learning and jewish observance Got and it. so i think that that's where that was in my my last couple of years yeah. of university where i realized ah i want the opportunity to make jewish practice welcoming and accessible to make um, uh, to make, you know, again, religious observance, something that people can, can do. And that's when I, that's when I found that's my, that's the short. That's the spiel. So that, so, all right, here's the thing. Um, you know, we have a rabbi on the show and, um, but everybody, I don't care who you are, whether you're, 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 um, Gentile, Muslim, um, Jewish, we all have um, a sense of a connectedness to to spirituality. I believe that, um, and, and maybe you know, any of you can chime in on this. I think it's connected somehow or other to uh, values. Mm how we value certain things. Um, and, and we all are, are raised the way we're raised, okay? Um, we make decisions as um, young people and um, as adults differently, but it's still, you know, maybe the common denominator are the values that we bring, that we bring to ourselves based on the experiences that that we have. And we make decisions that um, based using those values, how it affects our health, I think. Um, at least I hope that's the case. Um, you know, we all come at it at different angles. That's, you know, it's like my dad used to say, that's what makes the world go round. You know, it's, it's really, it's really true. Um, Aaron. So, you know, Aaron's one of our great background researchers here and has been linked with this show for a long time. So just 
chime in. Give us give us a sense here. Um, you've you've dealt with, you know, in in shows. Um, you know, she's dealt with some some illness that she she's had. Um, some struggles, some uh, great things that that you've gone through. So tell me how your sense of I guess spirituality has helped guide you. Um, that's a good question because right now at the moment, <clears throat> I don't consider myself a very spiritual or religious person at all. Mm-hmm. I grew up in a Catholic household and I think a lot of people my age get to be 24 after going to CCD every week and living in a Catholic house and family for so long and kind of move away from religion and spirituality because of, I think the best way to put it is pressures from the church. Um, So my sense of spirituality is more how I am in touch with myself and the people around me. And so I kind of define it as community and in church and spirituality, people have community, and my community is not in a church or a synagogue, but um, they're close-knit groups of friends, or I have a very, very close community at the Lifetime that I work out at and I work at, um, people that I didn't know two years ago, and now we go get happy hour drinks, or um, mm-hmm. I have a couple of women who are very very close and you know the only time that we chat or talk is when we're at the gym but I still consider them very close friends so my reflection on spirituality and religion might look a little bit different because of that but I think it's still kind of a similar theme that what we've been talking about for the last 30-40 minutes yeah you know and I know you run and -hmm. you exercise a lot and you know and you know, I, and I, and you know, I go to the gym too. And, you know, I could look, I seriously, I could look at some of these people and to a certain extent, I think they're getting a spiritual high. Mm-hmm. Okay. Does that, is that a fair statement, Aaron? I think I mean, so. Yeah. I, think I mean, I just, you, when you get to that, like to that point in fitness where you're, where you're doing marathons or racing, like it takes a lot of mental strength and toughness within yourself to complete those things. And I think that's the same thing that I said about the definition of spirituality is being in touch with yourself. So yeah, running a marathon, you better be pretty in touch with yourself to finish that. Cause that's going to take a whole lot of strength on the inside of you more than it is physical to be able to complete that. So I think you're absolutely right with, with that theme. That is definitely a spiritual experience to do yeah. that kind of stuff. You know, so I, you know, in, in, you know, when you, when you go to the gym, you know, just you see an incredible array of people. You see big people. You see small people. You see people that are muscular. You see people that are fit. You see people that are not fit. You see people that are old, young, the whole, the whole nine yards, okay? Um, and driven at different levels. Nobody's making a judgment about this one or that one everybody's kind of doing doing their thing so two days ago i was at the at the, at working out and there's a guy bicycling next to me has his big knee brace on on one leg okay and he's biking literally with one pedal with one leg and he's letting his other leg kind of just hang there okay and i'm thinking wow you know, it, it's just like he's getting into it for him in in his own way, and I and I really do think that there's, um, you know, when you there's there is something that feels good, maybe, and that's part of spirituality, right? When you're done with this stuff, and or when you've accomplished something, right, um, a goal that you you've set for yourself, like one push up, you know, for somebody could be an incredible goal okay where you know 150 could be for the next one okay but no judgment no judgment at all which i think makes it um really interesting so um 
Matt, you know, I I, I guess I'd be uh, remiss in in not um, mentioning um, maybe uh, instead of just communal um, spirituality, but you know maybe national spirituality mm. or international spirituality, and you know we have major issues let's just let's start with you know maybe international at the bigger level right now you know things that are going on in israel or things that are going on in in ukraine or things that are going on around the world that frankly i suppose we could make a judgment that just don't feel right Mm -hmm. okay so do you ever have a sense of how it is you know we can deal with um maybe the idea of uh, international spirituality. You know, I've, I've always said, God, wouldn't it be great if we could all just chill out for one day? Let's just give it a try. You know, at worldwide, chill out. Let's reflect on the fact that we're humans and they'd go from there. But anyway, what's your thought on that? Ooh, big question. Um, yeah, it's tough. You know, uh, I'm going to sound like a broken record because my answers are going to be the same, um, same couple things that I've, I've kept coming back to. The first is, <clears throat> excuse me. The first is, um, you know, that, that spirituality or divinity or community or comfort or meaning, whatever is found between me and you. And so when we, uh, get together, whether that's one-on-one or in bigger groups or bigger or bigger and, and breathe or pray or sing or run or whatever it might be we can I don't know what the word regulate uh chill out um you know be productive uh remember what's really important um and that's true also when these huge terrible things are going on in our world uh this is all the more so I'm focusing in my work on uh, meeting with people, trying to make myself available. I've been setting up at, at coffee shops and restaurants all around Minneapolis, trying to make sure that our community knows that I'm available to talk, to process, um, to be a pastoral pastoral presence for people. Because again, when we get stressed out or anxious about what's going on and we isolate ourselves, it only gets worse. Yeah. And um, yeah. So I think that's, that's, you know, it starts, it starts here. Everything that's going on in the world, what we can affect, what I can affect is how I meet each person in front of me. I'm trying to do that by reminding them that they're not alone uh, and that we can, you know, have hopefully uh, meaningful conversations uh, or meaningful moments one-on-one. Yeah. And, and how you, you know, maybe that, you know, maybe there's something spiritual on how we process things. Mm. Okay. Together. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I really mean together, you know, maybe it was one-on-one with an individual or one on, or, you know, one on, you know, 10 with a bunch of friends, but how we process mm-hmm. and when we're forced into situations that we haven't been, that we aren't comfortable with, you know, like processing wars, mm-hmm. um, that, it's a, it's a tough one to do by yourself spiritually so maybe conversationally mm-hmm. spirituality I, I, can be connected that way right i think so and that's why again it's so important religion is just one uh as we heard from aaron thank you for for bringing into this conversation religion is one way to provide that that space that that safety of of being able to be vulnerable and say, you know, this is how this affected me, or this is, um, you know, this is why this was or wasn't meaningful or how I'm feeling in this moment. But, but community is really the most important religion offers one way to find a community, but there are, there are many, many others, uh, you know, based on things we have in common, our, our shared interests or values. And I think that's really the most important is to find that space where we can be vulnerable, where we can be seen and heard and where we can offer that same uh, respect to, to other people. You know, um, being spiritual makes you feel good. Mm -hmm. Um, At least hopefully. 
for me, eating a Snickers bar also makes me feel good. Mm. So there's something, you know, but if I did it by myself, that's okay. You know, I, I'm one-on-one with a Snickers bar and that feels really good. Okay. I'm not, by the way, you know, health chatter gang here. I'm not advocating everybody go out and eat Snickers bars, but you know, once in a while, it's good for your mental health. You know, so, you know, there are things that we do in at the micro level Mm-hmm. And there's things that we do at the macro level. Mm-hmm. Um, I think kids are really good at this. Mm-hmm. I think real, I think they're really good. They know how to really focus in on things that really make them feel good. Just, you know, building blocks or whatever the heck. And then there's things that they do with a bunch of their friends, you know, running around. And you know what? If, if to a certain extent as adults, if we could just bottle that, type of spiritual spirituality wouldn't that be wonderful Mm. wouldn't that be truly truly wonderful Mm. all right so uh, where our aim for health chatter today certainly wasn't to um have the end all on spirituality Uh, (laughs) but it, it, it was certainly you know a conversation that um Hopefully you all can appreciate, especially as we get into these holidays for all of us. Um, And by the way, there is something spiritual and meaningful in getting together with your families, getting together with your friends, um, no matter what holidays you might um, practice or what fun things you want to do together. There is something to it. And don't discount it from a health perspective. Last comments, Rabbi Goldberg. Um, I think you uh, hit the nail on the head. Thank you for having me. I think that you know community meaning can be found between me and you is is uh, is my takeaway and together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really agree. Aaron, what do you think? I couldn't have said it better myself. I was going to leave with something about community and connecting with others and especially coming into the holiday season for lots of different religions and spiritualities. Um, just a friendly reminder to find those close to you and lean on them for the next yeah. couple of months. Yeah. Connect. Absolutely. Connect with one another for sure. So thank you for being with us. This has been very spiritual. <laughs> and connected and and we greatly thank you thank you for your insights everybody we have great shows coming up believe it or not we have one coming up on on prostate cancer we're looking at cardiac rehab coming up um for those of you who know um or have heard of patty wetterling she has committed to being on on our show so that that that'll be coming up probably in January. So great shows on Health Chatter. We hope you all enjoy them. So to everybody in our listening audience, keep health chatting away. 